Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. And this is Nadia Talamante's interview with the director for The Eternal Memory, Mati Alberti. Yo soy Augusto. ¿Y tú qué eres? Yo soy la Paula. Nos conocemos hace más de 20 años. Nos parece muy importante reconstituir la memoria. Es siempre un intento de verse a sí mismo. Um, it's so great meeting you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's a real pleasure to share this moment with you for your beautiful documentary, The Eternal Memory, which is a very, very deeply moving love story. Also nominated this year for Best Documentary Feature at the Academy Awards. Congratulations on your nomination. Thank you very much. Yeah. Is your second nomination following The Mole Agent? How does it feel to be recognized by the Academy for this for this work? Yeah, it's pretty special because when you're a filmmaker for Latin America, you it's something that it's not in your possibilities or in your dreams. I think that I really didn't expect it as a possibility. So it's very special and it's a great opportunity to to give visibility to the film yeah it, it and you get that visibility with your subjects as well augusto who was diagnosed with alzheimer's and his wife paulina who were and are public figures in chile particularly in journalism and arts and culture and this documentary was actually the first time for me discovering who they were and by the end i felt such a connection to their spirit more than anything what was your introduction to this couple and how did the the entire project come together for you? Yeah, I was very lucky because uh, I think I I admired them for all my life. I grew up listening in Chilean television, Augusta programs, and and I admire the career of Paulina, but I didn't meet them personally. And when I saw them in a in a work context when he already had Alzheimer, it was very surprising for me. 
that I realized that they decided to be in the world, speaking about the topic without being embarrassing, without being isolated, trying to be a couple. And that it's very, very special because I shot many people with dementia before and it's usually people that it's isolated from society and loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, that was the way that we have to understand the Alzheimer being in the world. Yeah, it it really opens up the perspective uh, when you watch their their story. And in a way, this documentary is eternally part of Augusto and Paulina, both as individuals, their relationship, their impact culturally. And I'm wondering with, with so much information, so much individual and collective memory about them to preserve on film, how did you decide on which what information to include versus what to what to omit yeah i think that the information that we include it's information that it's related with the present like uh, and about the things that he always remember when you see the film you realize that it's not a film about what did he forget it's more about what he always remember mm-hmm. so it's it's the kind of material that give it sense to the present remember that he always had that is related with the love and the pain and the emotions that are always there. For example, in the film, you realize that, that he always remember the friend that he lost during dictatorship. Mm. And we have to go to that material because it's the historical pain that it's always there that that it's for me the eternal memory yeah that that was a really really striking moment and you know when I first saw the eternal memory last year I had just personally experienced watching someone whose memory was fading and what really struck me watching your film was that even though Augusto's memory is fading the love that he has for Paulina does not nor does his his love and zest for life itself. And it's a very powerful emotion. So when you started this journey with them, was your focus always going to be that that love story at the center? Or was that something that you kind of found, you know, moving in that direction from witnessing their their relationship? Yeah, it was always that focus. It was always focusing the love story, because that was the surprising thing for me, like how they deal with the illness and in a so in a such a special way mm-hmm. and understanding Alzheimer as a context and as a talent, not as a tragedy. So I think that yeah, that was very uh, particular, yeah. Yeah, it was a really intimate approach because instead of interviewing them, you're you're observing them and you're it's sort of with the same fluidity as as life itself, where you're moving from one moment to the next and you're letting the emotions just just flow. And as a documentarian, what do you find most beneficial about taking that kind of observational approach like that with with the subjects that you're that you're working with? Yeah, I think that when you're making observational documentaries, the nice thing is that life appear. And and in this case, the good thing of this love story is that you see the like a lot of people told me like I'm afraid to see it because it's an Alzheimer film 
And it's not an Alzheimer film, or it is, but at the end, it's a film about good life and good love. And with all the emotions that you can see when you're observing reality, it's not, of course, that they have bad days, but then they have a very good day and then a bad one. And that's, it's the equilibrium of of life, I think, that you're discovering that this observation, that it's a four years and a half observation. Mm-hmm. And and some of the the footage as well that's that's involved is filmed we see by Paulina during during COVID when it hits and she captures such vulnerable moments between herself and Augusto and I was just really blown away by her her patience and her generosity in those moments. What was what was it like to what were those conversations like with her about using the footage that she was filming and kind of navigating through which material to to show there to show about the present or the past the present yeah I think that yeah it was very special how she deal and she said I'm an actress so I know in my work how to repeat so I can repeat in my house without a a problem, my text and my emotion. And it's very special because he never filled the empty space to don't remember because it's time that he's not remembering something. Mm-hmm. There she is to help him remember. So it's a kind of relationship that he never he never got desperate or or aggressive because she's helping him. So that it's that it's very particular and and what did we choose it was like material that can make an equilibrium between the good days and the bad days and there is not more painful material i think that everything that you see it's the equilibrium of what they live in these four years and a half in a very with the fragility of both that I think that that is very uh, brave for her too that she also shoot herself in a fragility situation and yeah and, it, and it's their exercise that they they are deciding to expose their own fragility yeah it's speaking more to that that fragility just considering the nature of of Alzheimer's, I imagine it was a pretty powerful decision for Augusto and Paulina to to participate in and open up in this way, uh, while also not knowing exactly what was what was going to happen um, with with the condition and, and that journey. And I'm wondering what was it like to kind of find a way of reaching a conclusion as a filmmaker to close the kind of documentary chapter of, of their story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think that my big conclusion of of this story it's that um, emotions are always there, 
And even with when you think that you lose everything, that never happened. Like there are things that you always remember and the things that you always remember are the are the emotions and and it's a big paradox that you ha we have a character that it's supposed that is he preserved the memory of a country and he's losing the memory but at the end it's not a paradox for me it's a bit metaphor of what happened in the countries with historical memory that the people start losing the information but we have to narrate the pain because as he always remembered that pain, we can say like, even when countries try to reinterpret information, try to erase information, this year was the coup anniversary of the dictatorship in Chile. So it was the, anniversary, the 50 years of the coup. And it was very special because it was the first time that we start listening to our right wing side very radical saying like the human violations was justified in that context. And you say like, no, it's not, but okay, they can try to say that. And it's very unbelievable, but the pain of a country is still there, even if you manipulate information. And that is the narrative that we have to make, the narrative of the collective pain. Yes. And, and that, that balance of the the personal, the love story, and the historical and cultural context was really, really well, uh, well done. Um, going back to your previous Oscar-nominated documentary, The Mole Agent, also concentrated on an older generation, in that case specifically in a retirement home and the isolation that exists there. Watching The Eternal Memory, it kind of felt like another side of that topic of aging where Augusto is very much very much involved in every every aspect of the world around him. Was there anything from your experience on the mole agent that you brought with you or that maybe stayed with you during the making of the eternal memory? Yeah, I think that the eternal memory, it's like, as you say, it's a kind of answer to the mole agent. And the mole agent, we see the isolation and loneliness of all people and that it's like what I think that cannot happen when people are living that moment and and the eternal memory it's an answer of an example of a possibility of how to deal with uh, illness and fragility and old age uh, being in society and taking care with love like yeah, are, are completely, for me, related and in the same topic in a way, but with different approach. And, and probably the mole agent is a critic uh, to society. And in this case, it's an example that I admire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In your experience of, of making this documentary, what did you find most surprising or unexpected about going on this journey with with Augusto and Paulina? I think that the most unexpected thing was like that they really they really always live it in a good mood. They always reinvent the couple and they always try to be a couple. And it was very surprising that I also say like, well I was shooting until the day that he will not remember her. But that they never happened, like he always remember her. So 
that was very special as an understanding of emotions, I think. Yeah, it was also really one of the most memorable parts of of the documentary is when Augusto thinks back to also his experience during the dictatorship in, in Chile. And the strength, what's really struck me was the strength of his emotional memory, how, you know, even if he can't remember uh, certain days or certain times, it's the the emotion inside that that is still very much lingering. And I'm wondering how often you found yourself in moments where his memories kind of were guiding the direction and the movement of of the story and the focus that you were filming. Yeah, I think that his memory helped me in the um, editing process, probably, because at the beginning, it was an observational film about the Alzheimer and the love story. And then I realized that there were so many things that he always remembered that I needed to put that in the in the editing and make that kind of associations that was really to construct a memory structure and not a chronological structure of how he deal with deterioration, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all captured very, very beautifully. And the biggest takeaway is, uh, for me, just that love story, how powerful it is. And when more and more people discover the eternal memory, what is your hope for them to take away from from this film and this story? I think that my takeaway or or what I wanted the people to keep it's a big lesson of love of how do we have to live or affront dementia how we have to live that talent in society and not being alone and isolated i think mm-hmm. well it's a very very beautiful message to to carry with you and i know we're coming up on the end of our time here I'm a big fan of the mole agent, Maite, and we, oh, we've just <laughs> we've just read the news recently that it's it's actually being adapted into a Netflix comedy series starring Ted Danson. I'm wondering yes. what was your first reaction when you heard about that project? Yeah, I love it. I yeah, we are EPs, we're involved. Uh today I will go to the shooting. Yeah, it's very exciting because it's the perfect derivation for the documentary because I feel that in the documentary I have a lot of limits of things that you cannot do because, of course, that there are limitations in humor and some second characters that you cannot put it in extreme situations, of yeah. course. And fiction give you that and give you a possibility of construct more all that world, that uh, his environment that you cannot do it in the documentary. Yeah, I'm happy. It's fun. It's tender. And, and they have been very respectful uh, of the spirit of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really great to hear. I'm really excited to yeah. see that. And uh, we at Next Best Picture would also love to know if there's anything else that you're working on, if you're able to tell us or share with us. Yeah, but I cannot tell it yet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever that is, we're very, very excited to see it. Thank you very, Thank you very, very much, Mayate, for your time. It's Thank great you. to have you here on Next Best Picture. Congratulations again on the eternal memory. Thank and you. Yeah, and, and best of luck Gracias. at the Oscars. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Nadia Dalamonte's interview with the director for The Eternal Memory, Maki Alberti, here on The Next Best Picture podcast. The Eternal Memory is nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature Film and is up for your consideration. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.